look at those year over year numbers for Hard Rock and Ocean. I know. Legitimately the two greatest casinos of all time. They're legit. <laughs> the qu- the quarter two year over killing year. it. <laughs> Up 1869%. Yeah. What a casino. What can I say? Just amazing. We thought Borg did well. Howdy, it's Tuesday, July 23rd, 2019, and this is episode 104 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Listener Justin S. is good. Oh, man. And he, the greatest of all time. Sorry, sorry, John B., that you are no longer the greatest of all time for all podcasts. I think Justin has taken over. I mean, we had questions and just really came through, but we'll get yeah. to that later. We'll, we'll, we don't want to... Give it all away in the beginning. You have to listen through. <laughs> we've we've consulted our marketing department, and they insist that we should stop doing that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. We'll put that after the ad break. That's right. The ad for Casper Chicky. mattresses or Audible. <laughs> Did you say SeatGeek? No, I said Chickies and Pete's. But oh, Chickies and Pete's. Yeah. SeatGeek is another one that does a bunch of sports podcasts. Anyway, what, what happened in the year... 2004. Multiple things. October 1st, 2004, nearly 10,000 hotel and restaurant workers at seven uh, Atlantic City casinos walked off the job. So Borgata, Sands, and the three Trump casinos at the time, which were probably Trump Castle still at that point, Mm -hmm. Trump Plaza and Trump Taj Mahal, had already reached deals with the local 54 union. So it was, uh, the strike was against the four Caesars properties at the time, Showboat, Harris, Caesars, Valleys. Hilton, Tropicana, and Resorts. That's the seven properties. So the strike lasted more than a month, which seems nuts. Like, that's a long, long time. How long were they picketing the Taj before the end? That was months, probably. It was a while. I don't think it was months, but it was, yeah, it was a long time. So they had many demonstrations. They blocked traffic on the Atlantic City Expressway, which I'm sure made everyone extremely happy. Mm -hmm. There were multiple arrests for that. And eventually, on November 4th, they finally reached an agreement with those remaining seven casinos and went back to work. So what else? We've talked some about sports in the past, right? We've talked about the surf. Yeah. So Atlantic City Card Sharks played in the National Indoor Football League, which is something that I was like, clearly that only lasted, you know, six months, right? Yeah. I've never heard of either the Card Sharks nor the NIFL. That thing lasted seven years. Is that the league or the team? The league. No, the team okay. one season. Mm-hmm. Started in 2004, ended in 2004. Atlantic City Card Sharks. It's a cool name. Speaking of which, do we know how the Blackjacks are doing? Either in record or in people actually attending the games? Not sure about the people attending the games. I think the record doesn't matter because last year, Washington was the worst team in the league and won the championship because... <laughs> Every team made it. <laughs> I don't know. They don't seem to be doing too well on my quick Wikipedia search. They've only won four games out of 12. Yeah, it's not so great. It's not great. Four and eight. But you can still win the championship. They're not in the last. Columbus Destroyers, one and 11. That's bad. The Albany Empire are 10 and two. Truly an empire. They'll probably relegate to the NIFL. Yeah. <laughs> the defunct NIFL. <laughs> right. And then the last thing, the Rendezvous Tower opened at resorts. It's 27 stories tall, 459 rooms, and it looks like it's from Tim Burton's Batman. My biggest question is, how is that so new? How was that built in 2004? It is legitimately incredible. I mean, to me, the Rendezvous Tower is like one of the iconic Atlantic City things, but it does legitimately look like it was built in like the 20s or 30s. Yeah, or like 1989, specifically for a comic book movie. Uh, so, I mean, that that is surprising to me. It's maybe even more surprising, at least on the interior, that the Bally's Tower opened in 1990. Yeah, that's... Woof, man. It looks like it's from 1975. Right. Yeah, so that's the Rendezvous Tower, which ties us into 1904, 
also resorts related. Do you want to go into that? I, I can. You'll have to correct me if I mess up the pronunciation, but Chalfante Hotel, is that right? I believe that's right. AC's first skyscraper, with the word skyscraper in quotes, because it was eight stories, opened to guests on July 2nd. Uh, Chalfante Haddon Hall is what eventually became resorts, though they used the Haddon Hall portion and knocked down Chalfante Hotel, which is now resorts surface parking. But there is still a Chalfante Avenue between North and South Carolina avenues. South Carolina, classically known as a green property, correct? I have no idea. Oh, come on, man. You're an Monopoly? Atlantic City celebrity. Yeah. I don't know. What is Atlantic City known for, if not Monopoly? That's a good point. Remember when they had all that Monopoly stuff out in front of Bally's? They should bring that back. Yeah. I think that's right. I think North Carolina is a green. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. That sounds right to me. Yep. Uh, so actually, a cool thing, my brother for Christmas, I think not this most recent Christmas, bought me some old postcards with the Chalfante Haddon Hall. Uh, and then I think also a like, re- more recent resorts image. So you can kind of see side by side. So that's cool. Truly relevant to anyone listening to the podcast. Yeah. That I own those things. <laughs> more relevant. Should we talk about some updates from previous episodes? Yeah. Corrections, as it were. Unfortunately, actual podcast MVP, Ed, for all gambling podcasts, says that the live dealer aquarium at the Gold Nugget is not a live dealer aquarium anymore. They've apparently put advertising over the windows. You cannot just stare at the dealers in their natural element like a zoo. It's sad. (laughs) They should reopen it and charge admission like Siegfried and Roy's dolphin habitat. Uh Yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks. It, it doesn't actually suck at all because it was super weird. I mean, it what still probably has that use of space. terrible smell coming in, though. I'm, probably. I'm sure. So. Uh, should we talk about t-shirts? Yeah. People have been pre-ordering. The demand is incredible. I said the deadline is, is tonight, so if you're listening to this, you've missed out it's, on it's a guaranteed late. shirt. But still, let us know if you want one. We may have a few extras. Uh, yeah. But we'll be ordering those very, very soon and hopefully be getting them out to people in the next, I don't know, few weeks or so. Cool. And then the other update is that we said Miss America, I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before, would stay in AC but move to a casino rather than Boardwalk Hall and also move to the winter. And most of that is true. It is moving to a casino in December, but that casino is the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Are you devastated? absolutely i know that you will be very sad being the confirmed number one miss america fan yeah but you can still watch it on nbc they will broadcast the next two years of the miss america pageant but without the ac connection i just don't care when, when do you think it will not be on network television that's a good Is question it gonna be after this contract ends i think it'll move from nbc to like you know cable true tv or something yeah and then and then which is owned by nbc right Oh, no, I think that's CBS. And then, I mean, I only know because NCAA NCAA games games are on it, yes. Yeah, I think think it's time on getting nationally televised is in its last two years. (laughs) That would be my guess if I was betting. I don't know. It might be one of those things that's still weirdly popular, but I doubt it. I hear that you're going to Las Vegas in four days, five days. All of our other friends are going in four days. That's true. Yes, I will get there like 30 hours after everyone else. They'll all be Mm. broke. Or super rich and living it up, and I'll just be sad. Yeah. Yeah, so I get in at like 5, 45 on Sunday evening. That's that's pretty late. You're going, you're leaving pretty late in the day to get there that late. Because yeah. it's only like with time zones, like a, what, one and a half hour flight or something, two, two yeah, hour two flight? and a half or something like that. Two and a half, yeah, uh-huh. so I leave at around three, so that way I can like, you know, help out in the morning and stuff. Week. I mean, me, Andy, and my brother all get there within a couple hours of each other. So it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Pretty much half the group. So I've come up with a pretty detailed itinerary, despite everyone else's best efforts to thwart it. I can tell you that nothing makes me happier than not being on those emails. <laughs> I, will, I will say that like, regardless in the future, if I'm going to go on something or not, I'm just going to say I'm not to avoid them. <laughs> I mean, the most recent response I got from our friend Craig was, trip planning it's vegas we can go where the vegas gods send us i respect that <laughs> i think that's right that's not the way i do things you're not gonna you're not gonna get me on your side on this one i don't think so here's the problem going where the vegas gods send you 
means the Vegas gods send you to your room for an hour and a half trying to figure out where to eat dinner for six people. No one has ever, I I don't think that's ever happened to me in my life. Yeah, because you're always out at Harris and going to Chipotle. (laughs) You missed Dave's bachelor party where 19 of us were sitting in his room for like two hours and 45 minutes trying to figure out where the hell we'll fit our entire group on like a Saturday night for dinner. (laughs) Dude, it sounds like you made some really awful life decisions and I made good ones. My bachelor party, we all went out to dinners that I had selected beforehand, and it was fine. Oh, that one sushi place closed, by the way. Oh, did it? It had, yeah. like, incredible reviews, and it was crowded when we went. There are also, like, a dozen places around it that also have incredible reviews. It was legitimately, I think, like, the most nuts Yelp reviews I've ever seen. It had, like, 4.8 with, like, 5,000 reviews, and I'm like, I didn't know that this was possible on Yelp. Yeah, so there are, like, six other sushi places in Chinatown and Vegas that are similar. Uh-huh. Reading, so I guess there's a lot of competition. So where were we? Me bitching about planning and not getting any cooperation from anybody. <laughs> if people want to know where that sushi place was, it was on the road, just a little bit past Rio and Palms on the Palms side of the street, where that defunct sushi place is. That's where people just want to drive by and be like, "That's where Kyle ate dinner." Look, I give the people what they want. I could tell there was curiosity about it, so. So my two main concerns for this Vegas trip were, one, not ending up sitting in the room for an hour and 45 minutes trying to figure out where to eat. Uh-huh. And two, I have a solo day, and I didn't want to just be, like, wandering around aimlessly. Just play tiles at arrows. That's That would clearly be your plan. So I think, I think I've sort of solved that with a general itinerary that leaves some flexibility. So I don't know how detailed you want me to get here. Uh, give me, like, the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> Okay, so we have dinner reservations at Blue Ribbon Brasserie at the Cosmo at 8 p.m. on Sunday. First cool. Night. So sure. we have dinner reservations. Figure, do that. Hang out Center Strip. Your you know, flight will probably get in late or something, and it'll be a big yeah. disaster, but go ahead. Uh, I mean, it's not the biggest deal to miss a dinner, dinner reservation. True, true, true. Monday, either mm-hmm. check the Ticks for Tonight booth for absinthe tickets or go get free Piff the Magic Dragon tickets via my diamond status and Andy's diamond status. Uh, So then we'll do that show. Pretty much everything else is open that day. No other solid plans. Although I have like multiple restaurants listed for, you know, got to narrow it down. I think that's my goal here. And then people start leaving. Tuesday, I have to move from Planet Hollywood to Delano. I still haven't switched my reservation there. Perfect. Sounds sounds perfect. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I I have two passes to the Shark Reef Aquarium via MyVegas. Figure I'll do that during the day. We have dinner reservations at Herbs and Rye which is a speakeasy-type place that has half-priced steaks and cocktails during happy hour. So we have dinner, yeah. res- dinner reservations during happy hour, and people half-priced say... Half-priced steak sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah, and it also gets incredible reviews, so I'm very nice. excited for that. So who, who's here? Is it just you, Paul, and Andy at this point? So the, yeah, that's me, Paul, and Andy. Uh-huh. And then Wednesday, it's just me and my brother, but my brother's in a conference the whole day. So okay. I think Wednesday night, if we go to Absinthe Monday, I think we're going to go to Piff the Magic Dragon on Wednesday. Otherwise, we'll probably just get really, really drunk on really good cocktails at various places. That sounds like you and your brother. My solo day, here is what I figured out. First, potentially, Pete Rose signing. You will not do this, but go ahead. I mean, how great would it be to have a Pete Rose signed 8x10 that says, Craig, you're due for a win. You're not going to do it. That's you don't think I'm going to do it? No. You don't think I'm willing to spend 60 bucks or whatever on that? It's not happening. The real question is, what is the cost? Because like 60 bucks, sure go for it if it's like 120 that's way too much well and we learned zach Ertz was 60 bucks you're gonna have to just mind you to even investigate this assuming he's in uh mandalay which is where he always is i have already confirmed that date mandalay bay noon to five yeah i mean it's like (laughs) 250 days a year but that's actually the only day he's there while we're in vegas i'll be impressed if you do it let's put it that way whatever the cost is if you do it i will subsidize you 10 bucks Oh, sweet. I'm in. It's definitely done. Except now I'm going to go and he's going to be like, for that inscription, 200 bucks. Or I'll just go in and look and be like, it's Pete Rose. And then just walk out, which is what yeah. I've done. I think every previous Vegas trip is what you will do 100%. Uh, we'll probably also do the Pinball Hall of Fame that night. You already, you already saw everything you needed to see about pinball when me and you went to the Riviera the finest casino in Las Vegas. Oh, that's a good point. That was, so that was, those were from the pinball. Hall they of were fame. from the pinball hall of fame. Yeah, yeah. They had a bunch of old ones there. It was great. But my my solo plan. I love the Riviera and I cried when it imploded. 
uh, I thought it was a ma- major shithole. Like, it made me very depressed to be inside here. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Circus Circus. Yeah. Riviera actually made me more depressed just, like, walking no, through it. Because it was completely ridiculous. in the death no. throes when I went. Yeah. So that's... I went... I, I think I've mentioned this on the show a few times, but my first two or three times I went to Vegas, I stayed at the Las Vegas Hilton, which was right next door, kind of, to the Riviera. So I spent some time in the Riviera. So Riviera, Hilton, and Sahara are like the three places that I, I think of when I think of Vegas. Sierra's coming. Sahara's coming back for you. I know. I heard it's coming back, man. I've got my Sierra, my uh, Sahara player's card. Probably will still work. I can only Probably. imagine. Yeah. So the the thing for my solo day that I figured out that I think I'm very proud of myself and happy about it, and I probably will end up not doing it because that's how I operate. True for all these plans. So just put a big asterisk next to all these plans and figure I'll probably won't I probably won't do it because I'll be you know in the bathroom in my hotel room. Yep. Uh, is a downtown video poker crawl. I can sense the excitement. Yeah, that also sounds like something you're not going to do. Me and you both know you're going to do on your whatever day is you're just going to like go to one or two strip properties, walk around, not actually gamble anything, and then it'll be night because you've somehow spent like six hours doing that. Yeah. And just like not eat anything because I'm too stressed out about yeah. the fact that I'm not doing anything that I have on my list. <laughs> yes. That's definitely, that would be like the default option. But anyway, go ahead. So you're, t- you're taking a cab downtown. Take a cab to either Main Street Station or El Cortez, because that's mm-hmm. like the north end or the south end. There are 11 casinos downtown. I don't think I can do all 11. Come on, man. You think I can do it? Yeah. I could just say, like, you know what? 11 casinos, go in, sit down at quarter video poker. They all have really good pay tables for the most part, except maybe like Gold Nugget. Say I'm going to put in 20 bucks, and either I lose it or I get to, who knows, some amount, and then I leave double it maybe and then have a few bars picked out where i say like okay i'm gonna actually like sit here and get a drink because you can't get a drink at every one because that'll just that would be ruinous oh what you need to do is just go to uh casino royale and just have 11 michelob lights or michelob it's michelobes right that's the special there i think yeah but it's like three bucks now i think uh that's not a dollar no i think it's two bucks now hmm I'll Two bucks is, sounds all right. Uh, yeah, I'll investigate. I don't okay. Know. That's anyway. not even drinking, though. What? It's Michelob, man. Where do you get to regular Michelob these days? That's a good point. In the year 2019? I do plan to make a casino royale stop. They don't have the deal anymore where it's like a $100 sign-up bonus. Now it's like if you lose 20 bucks, they'll just put 20 bucks on your card, and that sucks. Then you can lose 20 bucks again. <laughs> Give you right. the right to... Yeah. It's just $20 free play. It's like something yeah it's better than a sharp stick in the eye as you would say yeah so anyways da- downtown my big ones that i want to make sure i go to are boar's head bar at main street station view bar at the d and i've been told i should make sure to hit up the downtown grand because they have over 100 percent payout video poker do you even know how to play double double bonus that's a good question because it's always double doubles that's over, right? Yeah. So, I, yeah. I mean, I've tried a little... I have an app that trains you, and I've done a little bit of it, and I'm not too bad, but I'm certainly not good enough to, like, actually be getting... Be over 100. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Furnace Bar at Downtown Grand is an option. And then, you know, depending on how drunk I am, I might detour to Banger Brewing to get some craft beer. That's the plan. That's my solo plan. So, if anybody happens to be in downtown Las Vegas on Wednesday, July 31st... It's where you can find me, at the video poker places. And by that, you mean just in, like, walking around Bellagio doing nothing? That's where you can <laughs> find Craig? Yeah. I mean, I'm staying at Delano, so probably walking around, like, Mandalay Bay, Luxor Excalibur. If, if you had to bet which one of these things, this thing I've planned out down to the letter, what I'm going to do, or ending up, like, just lost, wandering aimlessly, thinking about whether or not I want to spend 60 bucks on a Pete Rose autograph. <laughs> Definitely go with the latter. So basically, yeah, you will be 100% in like Excalibur because then you'll be within striking distance of Mandalay, but... But not actually. Yeah. yeah. And also, I love Excalibur. What is not to love? If we combined my like penchant for action and your penchant for ridiculous planning, we could have like the perfect podcast host that just did all kinds of ridiculous things, but... 
Instead, we somehow do, like, nothing. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not a thing. Yeah, somehow when it's, like, two separate people, it leads to just, like, not actually doing anything. I mean, because if I'm, like, I have something I want to do, I will do it with 100% certainty. But what I want to do is just sit at Harris all day and play my <laughs> dials. That's a good point. You have everything that you want to do, but you're not actually going to do any of it. Ah, damn it. I have nothing that I want to do, but I will do it as hard as I can. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Next time. I feel like that's just, like, our personalities in a nutshell. It is. Oh, God. Anyways, so that's Vegas. Next episode will probably be the last episode that we ever talk about Las Vegas, because we're never (laughs) going again. For me, it'll still be, what, 2013 is when we went last? Yeah, so part of my stress is that, like, you know, the last trip we went on was my fourth year in a row. And I I was finally, I finally de-stressed on the last day because I was like, I make it every year. Yeah, I'd been. And then I didn't make it for six years, so I'm worried I'm going to be so stressed about, like, well, when am I going to make it again? Yeah, I I probably went, like, ten times in six years at least. Yeah. From 2007 to 2013, but never again after that. I think we got a pretty good bet on 2023 for 40th birthdays. I will make it to Las Vegas before then. It's my really? Opinion. Yeah. Really? I'll be there. Okay, we'll see. Probably without you, but... You seem disinterested in Vegas in general. I mean, I did just go to Hong Kong and Macau for That's eight or nine days this year, so... It's true. It would have been a hard sell. Plus, I don't really have a ton of vacation time left. Because I was lost in Miami for seven days and two more vacations. And... Should we actually talk about some Atlantic City stuff? What? This is an Atlantic City podcast. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, why don't we answer some listener questions? So, I mean, some of the questions are not necessarily listeners, but Justin W. is a listener. This is the Justin episode. Justin yeah. S., Justin W. Justin W. wants to know, he has the option to get a comped classic king room at Borgata. Very classy. Can't, can't go wrong. Through my Vegas, but he has to pay the resort fee, which is $22 and change. Okay. Or he can get a comped... Hera's Atrium Tower Suite, and he's Diamond, so no resort fee. So, I've never stayed in the Atrium Tower. Same. I hear it's pretty medium. <laughs> Big rooms. Yeah, pretty old, right? I think I think at this point, other than the Marina Tower, it's the oldest rooms in Harris. I think that Bayview Waterfront and the, what's now the Coastal Tower, used to be the Harbor Tower, are uh-huh. all newer. Uh, so that, I, and I think it looks, it shows, at least from what I can gather from TripAdvisor and Seven Stars Insider and that kind of stuff. But they're very big rooms. They're 800 square feet. So those are large hotel rooms. Uh-huh. Uh, separate sitting area. It's got hardwood floors in the separate sitting area with a couch. Yeah. If you listen to the most recent episode of You Can I Bet did. on that. I, I think Dr. Mike is 100% correct that hardwood floors just make everything better. You know what has hardwood floors, Kyle? The West Tower. No, it has shitty linoleum that looks like hardwood. <laughs> False. Uh, anyway. Just like the Flamingo also had shitty linoleum that looked like hardwood last awesome. time we stayed there. This is probably also shitty linoleum. I don't know. Versus the Borg Classic Room, 600 square feet. So it's not a tiny room. Classy as fuck Borg decor, as we have established. And the biggest advantage is that it's at Borgata. Yep. So what do you think? Who wins? 22 so, extra dollars is is the borgata room worth 22 dollars more than the atrium tower room? so from whose perspective right if you're asking me personally which one i would say in it'd be a no-brainer what's the no-brainer the free room because you want to save 22 bucks I would, no 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 <laughs> I, I don't care i would pay 22 bucks i'd stay in the atrium tower because i've never stayed there but uh well come on that's not helping <laughs> justin <laughs> Going with his wife, by the way. We should establish. Yeah, and I think he said it was his second time ever in yeah. AC, so presumably... Uh, I'm assuming he didn't stay in either of these properties last time? I believe that's right. Uh, I'd probably just stay at the Borgata. I think you're just going to have a better experience. Yeah, I don't think it's a total no-brainer. But I think the advantage of Borgata is that you're at Borgata. Mm-hmm. You can do so much more there that's so much better than the stuff at Harris. And Harris, you know, it has good it has some some solid dining. The casino is not terrible. It has things to like about it. The pool is cool if you like the pool scene. Uh the club is obviously great if you like the club scene. But as far as just a total package, like Borgata is really kind of second to none, I think, in AC just entirely. So 
if you're going to be spending a ton of time in one place, Borgata is the place you want to be. And just the ability to walk out of the elevators and be in Borgata as opposed to walking out of the elevators and being in like the Harris Casino, I think it makes for a much better trip to be centrally located at Borgata. I mean, it's not really centrally located, but sure. I mean, yeah, like having your home base at Borgata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I mean, especially if you're bringing your wife, you're just going to have a better time at Borgata, I think. I would not hesitate to say that that's one of the best rooms in Atlantic City, and spend the 22 bucks, stay at Borgata, have a great time. Yeah, I'm with you. So I was in Ocean City, New Jersey last week. Yeah, you sent me some pictures complaining about how nice the boardwalk was and how it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, not not nearly dingy enough. Yep. Uh, I could see Atlantic City yep. from the beach. It was torture. But both my parents and my in-laws separately said to me, hey, you know Atlantic City. We are thinking about going on an Atlantic City vacation because we've never done it before. And it kind of blew my mind because my parents don't gamble. Your dad is actively anti-gambling, right? <laughs> right. And don't really drink. And my wife's parents... Uh, don't really gamble, although I think they would do it if they were in Atlantic City. Don't really drink and don't care at all. Neither parents care at all about like sitting out on the beach. So is there enough for them to do to make an AC trip worth it? So is this just them or is this with you guys? Just them. Oh. Let's say it's it's like a one night, like pretty much two pretty full days, one night trip. You could do, I it. think you could do, I think one night there's going to be enough to do. I think if it was two nights, it might be a little tough. If you don't like gambling, don't like drinking, and don't like the beach. So, so you know, the extra difficulty level, because I was talking to my wife tonight about this, uh-huh. trying to prep for the episode, because she really cares about, you know, getting me warmed up for this episode. As any good podcast wife should. She said one added wrinkle for her parents is they don't care about, like, fancy restaurants. Uh-huh. So, so they can't even plan around the fine dining because I would sort of say like, well, you know, you can just plan to go hit all these good places and just eat the entire mm. time. But apparently that's even out for them. Uh, so what do you think? Do you have as far as like non-gambling, non-drinking? <laughs> I mean, so what do they want to do on vacation in general? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. So normally they do like sightseeing stuff though, right? So I think that makes it tougher because I don't know how much of that there really is. I mean, you could go to... I think there's stuff to do. You could go to Gardner's Basin during the day. There's plenty of stuff to see around there. It's very pretty. Uh, you could maybe do, like, the lighthouse. Yeah. I think that's, like, something reasonable if you like sightseeing stuff. It's a pretty view up at the top. Um, you could walk the boardwalk. That's something to do. Uh, boy. I don't know. You could see Lucy, I guess, which I have not even done. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I think my father-in-law would like to just like sit in a sports book, like the Borgata sports book or the ocean sports book and and watch a game, even if he's not betting on it. You could absolutely do that. He would love top golf. Uh huh. My mother, my mother-in-law wouldn't care about either of these things, but I think that they would be fine splitting up and my mother-in-law would love the outlets. Uh huh. So I think that they could basically get an entire afternoon of like my mother-in-law at the outlets, my father-in-law at the book, watching a game and, and playing at top golf. Sure. Um, and appa- I mean, apparently the food is, is pretty decent at Topgolf, so maybe even my mother-in-law would, would do that. But I think, I think one night in two days you could, you could easily do. I, I don't think that would be a problem. I think longer than that you might kind of have seen everything there is to see if you're not a gambler, not yeah. a, drinker a drinker, and not a beach person. <laughs> I mean, my biggest suggestion is schedule it around an entertainment act that you really want to see. Yeah, that's true, too. If there's a show or something, there's some act in, in town. For my parents, like, at Ocean alone, there's a straight No Chaser show in, I think, in, not until December, uh, which is like an acapella group, and Reba McIntyre in August. I think they would like either of those. So, like, you know, if you get a fancy dinner and go to a show, that's a night. Like, that's a full, full night. So my first question, I guess it's not my first question anymore, but where to stay? For non-gamblers, what do you think? Boardwalk, probably. Specifically, which casino, Kyle? Ocean. I need specifics. You go with Ocean? Yeah. So that's what I said right off the bat. And I think it was my dad who was like, not Borgata? 
which Borgata is very nice and it has excellent restaurants and uh-huh. it has a lot of good entertainment. But the advantage of Ocean is that you can stay in the room and they will make it hard for you to get to the casino. Not just... That's, that's true, especially <laughs> with your dad. He won't have to avoid it. It's actually difficult to get there. He, yeah, he could stay at Ocean and basically forget the casino even exists. And I think that's perfect for him. What's even yeah. more perfect for them is all the outdoor space at Ocean. I think that yeah, my parents would love and, yeah. going and sitting out on those like wooden chairs that overlook the ocean, out by the fire pits. I think that's yep. like their idea of a good time. And even just sitting in the room overlooking the ocean, I think they would hang out for like three hours in the afternoon just sitting in the room. Yeah. I think Ocean is a great place to stay for people like that. Assuming that you can actually make a reservation, <laughs> which I couldn't. <laughs> Yeah, just do it online. Because um, they're not going to get comments. Oh, so true, true, true. Yeah, just here. do it through the Hyatt website or whatever. You should book them a room as a nice son. It's really should. what should happen. Um, some other non-gambling attractions. Uh, we've mentioned outlets. We've mentioned board- walking the boardwalk all the way to Gardner's Basin. Uh, the beach, which apparently they don't care about doing. Epsicon Lighthouse. Topgolf. Uh, Harris Pool. I mean, if you don't want to sit out by the beach, but you want to sit out by the pool, I think the Harris Pool during the day is like, a pretty cool thing to do pretty laid back thing to do obviously there's a thousand spas go to any spa yeah there's viking cooking school at harris which i've tried to do in the past the big problem with viking cooking school not really a problem for them is that you probably need to book like over a month in advance if you want to do a weekend class they fill up extremely fast but uh seems like something that is very popular always always walk by it going to and from the room yeah, IMAX at the Tropicana, although that's something that you can kind of do a lot of Anywhere. different places. Yeah. Uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, on the boardwalk. Has anyone ever done that? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently it's like very weird but interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, sort of drink. I mean, very drinking related, but you don't have to make it drinking as little, the Little Water Distillery Tour. Might be interesting even if you're not a big drinker. And why would it be interesting if you don't like drinking? I think the process is interesting and seeing the equipment is interesting. I don't think it's interesting if you're not a drinker, though. It's like, would you be interested to go to like a cigarette making factory no i mean my so like i by say like not drinking like uh-huh. my dad will drink whiskey he doesn't he's not like you know a teetotaler he just is not gonna like go sit at a cocktail lounge and like drink a bunch of cocktails i don't know maybe he would actually after my mom goes to bed uh boardwalk hall they do tours you can see the big or- uh, or- the organ organ the yes. big organ the big organ the biggest organ he really set up for euphemisms and stuff double entendres uh low roller we didn't mention Going on the Steel Pier Observation Wheel, Kyle, for a good 15 minutes. 15 minutes and, like, 15 bucks each or whatever. It's probably worth it. Uh, maybe. All right, am I missing anything? No, I don't think so. I think I think we've, we've laid it out pretty well. I feel like we're missing something awesome. Oh, so one thing. Loads of free music. Hard Rock Cafe, Lobby Bar at Hard Rock, Council Oakfish at Hard Rock. All, all free live music. Uh, Gypsy Bar at Borgata, Firewaters and Tango's at the Tropicana, Eden Lounge at Harrah's, The Deck at Golden Nugget. Uh, I'm probably missing some. There is a lot of free music. If you want to just go sit somewhere where there's probably not even going to be that much pressure to buy a drink, especially if you're just hanging out in the lobby at, at Hard Rock, you can listen to a lot of music, Wild Wild West, although I don't think that's going to be my parents' demographic. <laughs> also has free live music. So there is a lot of sort of just places to go sit and hang out. and Yeah. Enjoy yourself and listen to music if you can find bands that you like. So that's definitely a free option. Uh, Made Chocolate Bar is sort of – is they do a lot of like chocolate drink combination tasting, but I feel like that's something that's sort of more interesting than just going and sitting in the bar. But what about food? Recommend a restaurant to some parents. That don't like food? Well, no, think, think more like, you know, my parents would appreciate a good restaurant. Oh. I don't know. What do they want? <laughs> Come on, man. What are they like? Your one recommendation that you Docs. always give. Yeah. Docs. Thank you. Okay. Gilchrist. <laughs> yeah, Gilchrist for breakfast. I do recommend I Gilchrist. Do Gilchrist that, for breakfast. I, that I think is like if I have to recommend one restaurant in Atlantic City, go to Gilchrist. I would also say for people who have never been to AC, and even for my in-laws who are not big, like, you know, fine dining, whatever, they would probably really like Continental. Sample a bunch of stuff. Not all yeah. that expensive. Really? Sit, I don't know. sit out over the ocean. I'd say if you kind of like kind of aren't a big food person like a nice view and just sitting outside i'd I'd say something like back bay might be better for you oh that's a good point i didn't think about that back Mm -hmm. bay is an excellent selection iron room i think is probably a little too hip yeah for my my parents or my in-laws 
knife and fork is like more on the sort it's of like, like fancy, old right? stuffy side. Paul's Paul's been right. Yeah, I think my parents might appreciate that, like sort mm. of the old school Atlantic City side. I think Doc's is like the go-to. I think both yeah, yeah. sets of parents, even without sort of loving the fine dining, I think they would like Doc's. And because it's not like absorbent or anything. No, it's not. I wouldn't even say it's like super fine dining. It's just a great experience. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, really just any good restaurant in your hotel, wherever you're staying. <laughs> right. Like if you're staying at Ocean or Borgata or Tropicana, there's going to be a pretty good restaurant or probably five pretty good restaurants that you can choose from. So just do a little Yelp research and you'll find something good. Yep. I think you can definitely fill two pretty solid days. And if you're completely out of stuff to do, you mentioned Lucy the Elephant or uh, a quick drive, like 20 minutes to historic Smithville and go look at the shops there. That's my itinerary. Cool. Anyways, stuff happened. There's Ocean's opening new restaurants. Do you want to talk about them? Sure. So <laughs> I can tell you do. Yes. There's going to be a new food hall next to Distrito on the casino level, according to their Facebook. No set opening date, but it'll probably be soon. I guess some other places are first the most amazing name for a Chinese place that I could ever imagine. Boardwalk. Yeah, Boardwalk. W-O-K. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. Uh, there's a District Grill coming in, which... Uh, has burgers, hot dogs, chicken tenders, and more. Uh, Seaside Deli, which is deli favorites like pastrami, turkey, and corned beef. Uh, Simply Salads, which I can guess what they have there. And same thing with <laughs> Scoops Ice Cream, which also seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, so I guess this is, this is sort of their like marketplace at Borgata type yeah. of deal. Um, I don't really understand where this fits next to Distrito. When they first started talking about this, a lot of people in the Everything AC group assumed it was going to be in the buffet space, but that's not really next to Distrito. Uh-huh. It's on the same level. It's... Yeah, I don't... Because, like, the cafe is next to Distrito, sort of, right? Right. Yes, it's, like, across from... Yeah, I don't know where there's space there. <laughs> I feel like there's, like, escalators near there, too, but there's not a whole lot else. There's, like, the whatever, whatever, Sinners and Saints, that's right there. But, yeah, villain I don't... Saint, know. Yeah. yeah, Villain and Saint, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where it would go there. But I don't know. We'll see when it opens. I know some people seem to think it was opening at the end of July, although everyone on their Facebook group, like literally every time they made an announcement about a restaurant, 30 people would say, hey, when is this opening? And they would ignore it. But then if people <laughs> were like, hey, where is this going to be? They would say, it's right next to Distrito. So they would answer some people, but they were not answering anyone about that the That was asking time. when so, it was happening. Another thing that is open already is the Frosé Daiquiri Bar, now open in the lobby. Sounds like a knockoff Wet Willys. Frosé, man, all the rage. I had never heard of it until I went to Nashville, where apparently every bar is like required to serve Frosé. And then yeah. I came back and I started seeing Frosé everywhere. The bar in my building has Frosé. Anyways. Okay, I'd check I guess, it out. I guess it's not a knockoff Wet Willys. I'd go get a Frosé. Why not? It's in your building. You should just go downstairs right after the That's second true. one. That's true. I don't need to go to Atlantic City. Heaven knows I, will I don't go to Atlantic City. Subsidize it a certain amount if you do. <laughs> how much <laughs> How much City. would you say a frisé is? I don't know. 12 bucks probably. Yeah. I'll pay for five of it if you go get one after this episode. <laughs> Take uh, it back to your room. Just in the cup. Just be like, all right, I gotta go. Yeah. I think they would stop me at the door. <laughs> all right. Should we talk about... Justin S., finally. Not all yes. heroes wear capes. We've been building him up. We we put out the Justin S. signal, and he responded. Yeah, because we were unsure about what was going on at the American Craft Beer Joint in Eatery. We saw some work being done, uh-huh. uh, and we were like, is it reopening? It seems to be done. Didn't open in time for the summer. And it turns out there is something else there open now called Sandy Shoes by the Sea. Which, its website, Sandy Shoes AC, I can't read and not see Sandy's Hose AC. <laughs> Experts Exchange is the best version of that joke possible. Are you familiar <laughs> with Experts Exchange? <laughs> no. Although it, it took me like two seconds. Yeah. Anyways, I'll let the listeners figure, figure that, that one out on their own. Yes, that'll be your homework is to yeah. figure out why that's funny. Yeah. Real website used to be very popular. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which, you know, a restaurant has. That's the thing. 
the menu seems kind of typical of like a beach town casual seafood joint soups and salads has a raw bar steaks fish crab cakes something jumped out at me on the menu that justin snapped a picture of and sent me via the twitters and that was a lobster lobster corn dog appetizer and i was super excited it said an atlantic city spin on the corn dog only available at sandy shoes what the hell do you think a lobster corn dog that is? sounds horrible i just i'm trying to figure it out i think like lobster i think is pretty good but you know what i don't want on it like a bunch of cornmeal so it's not going to be in a tube right like that it's not going to be on a stick in a tube like two great tastes that do not taste great together so my guess is that it was like a lobster roll on a corn on cornbread it's still two great tastes that do not taste great together. I don't know. I think it could be fine. Anyway, I, w- I would have tried it if it still exists. Because about two hours later, Justin said, oh, yeah, I stopped by to actually order a lobster corn dog. A lobster corn dog. And his quote was, they're saying it was a creation of a chef who is no longer there and it will never be back again. <laughs> Seems like a promising opening of this new restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, first of all, like, this place has been open for, like, a week or two weeks, right? It is, this is not a long-tenured establishment to have already turned through a chef. So that's a little concerning. Justin did say the pork roll burger was good, although qualified by the fact that, you know, it's a burger with pork roll on it. So hard, a little hard to mess up. Yeah. Would you try the Sandy's Hose AC? <laughs> I mean... I- Sure. I mean, but I would have tried American Craft as well, but I never did. So I also the menu. I saw the menu and I was like, this looks mm-hmm. pretty right. good. I will. I will click the link. Crab pretzel. Lunch and dinner. Uh, this actually looks fine. Yeah. The food sounded like, I mean, shrimp cocktail, wings, crab pretzel. Artisan flatbread for $12. Crab cake sandwich, which you can go eat and judge as any There's Marylander just some, should. Some names of food that just aren't there. And like artisan flatbread sounds like the last thing I would ever <laughs> want to eat. It's like flatbread, but for assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. This This looks like... It's going to be like super medium and it's going to be like kind of expensive for what it is. Sure. If like people wanted to go there, I'd go. I'd have no problem with it, but I'm not excited. It has outdoor seating. Yeah. You can dine al fresco. You can make reservations on open table. And let me give you a little hint, a little insider secret here. You don't need reservations. (laughs) Say that now. It's going to be like the next big thing in Atlantic City. Hey, I'd love it. I don't know. I'm not super excited. Yeah, I would not. I, I'm. I was very, very intrigued by the lobster corn dog, and when they d- dashed my hopes about that, I've lost a lot of interest. So there's another new restaurant coming to Atlantic City, uh, to the beach block of New York Avenue in the first half of 2020. It is called Cardinal, and it's more than a restaurant, says Chef Michael Brennan. It's part of a movement happening to the Orange Loop to build Atlantic City one block at a time. It's going to have cocktails, liquid beer, and mocktails, which presumably if you have cocktails, you can also make mocktails at any time. So I don't know why that's being advertised. But uh, is there much to say here? This Oh, so this chef, and I'll link to the article by Ryan Laughlin of the Press of Atlantic City, uh-huh. ran a restaurant called uh, Cardinal Bistro in Ventnor. Okay. That was very, very popular and closed, or very well-reviewed at least, and closed. And he said he was going to make the best restaurant in the country in Atlantic City. And that is supposedly going to be Cardinal. Sounds reasonable. Lofty goals. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, it seems like the Orange Loop is getting a lot of cool stuff and a lot of interesting dining. The one thing I want to talk about, I mean, I definitely want to check it out, but the mocktail thing, because you've poo-pooed it already. I did. So when my wife was pregnant... Uh-huh. I would still go to bars with her because that's the kind of caring and loving husband that I am. Yep. And she would ask about non-alcoholic beverages and, and you'd always, she'd always get kind of a look of like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> and they would make something and typically it would not be all that good because most cocktails, you know, if you just take out the alcohol are not good. So they would come up with some other concoction. You just need to like 
I don't know, put a little seltzer in it or something. I, I think it's usually pretty easy to do, but uh, I'm not sure. So, so I think if there was like a mocktail menu, my wife, now not pregnant, would still really appreciate that. <laughs> do you have something to tell us, Craig? And I would know, but I would still get to drink a bunch of cocktails. Do you have an announcement to make to the Do For A Win listeners? Yeah, my announcement is that my wife is a lightweight and, and can only really drink like two drinks in a night. <laughs> so if I'm at the cocktail bar drinking my face off, she might enjoy a mocktail rather than sitting and staring at me drink my like fourth old-fashioned in a row. Any more than two beers each and you both wake up just covered in toasted coconut together. <laughs> Which isn't a bad night, really. No, there's a, I, I don't see any I mean, that's that. not like something to be ashamed of. No. So I'm I'm fully on board with the mocktail movement, and I hope that this becomes a thing. Eh, every, I don't know. every good cocktail bar should have a mocktail menu. That's what I think. I feel like there's never a problem with them making mocktails at a place with cocktails. You but... would think, but you would be wrong. Okay. You were saying this with the conviction of a man who seems like he knows what he's talking about, so I'll believe you. That's pretty much how you get through life, I think, is just act like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, that always works on me. What about data? I don't know. Do we want to? Do you want to push this to next time? No. I think we've we've gone long enough. We need to give the people a reason to come back. Do we? The June data. We're going to talk about the June data in August. <sighs> Fine. We can talk about the June data. <laughs> All right. So we were up uh, just about fourteen percent in the month of June, which I think that's just about in our range that Craig and I have said is about what we would expect and sort of what we would call satisfactory for the city, but nothing more than that. Uh, the big winner was Borgata at 64 million up 17% from May and up 6% compared to last year. Golden Nugget got slaughtered again, down almost 25% from last year down to just over 15 and three quarters of a million. Slightly beating out resorts, which was also down another like five percent. But to me, looking at at Q two, uh, oh, just quickly, Hard Rock was thirty million dollars, which certainly isn't bad. And Ocean was at twenty million dollars, first time ever. So congratulations to Ocean. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not, I mean it's trending in the right direction. It's something. The 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 big standout to me in quarter two is really golden nugget which is what i talked about uh, a couple episodes ago so just just really an awful awful quarter for them and yeah i don't know i mean certainly they they're someone who's doing pretty decently in the online space so they're not going to go away or anything but they can't be happy with their brick and mortar performance yeah i mean it really makes me wonder if they've leaned into the online in lieu of the brick and mortar and that's kind of how that's happened but i don't know it'll be interesting to keep watching that because it it does kind of make me wonder if they drew a lot of people over there to check it out. And now those people have kind of decided like, eh, you know, I've gotten my fill of what is at the golden nugget and maybe they need to, you know, change things up a little bit in terms of restaurant offerings or whatever. Bring back the aquarium, bring back the live dealer aquarium. That was their biggest mistake. Was yeah. Getting rid of it. Yeah. I think you can see a direct correlation between brick and mortar gambling revenue and the online live dealer aquarium. Yeah, I agree. The other thing, I think uh, Hard Rock beating Tropicana by around 10%, I think is noteworthy. Puts them, you know, pretty firmly in second place. They seem to be going the right direction. They did have, like, multiple $30 million months last summer, so it's not like they're in uncharted territory here. But they're beating Tropicana, which they were not doing last summer. So it makes me think that they're going to be in the, you know, mid or high 30s in the later months in the summer and and start to be putting up numbers that are a little more respectable than what they were doing when they first opened. Yeah. I, I think hard rock is, they're not doing what they would have hoped to, that they would have been doing. They're not doing what we were predicting for them, certainly, but it seems like the ship is moving in the right direction. Ocean. I'd like to see a couple more quarters before making any predictions, but certainly on the positive side, I'd say like hard rock is probably the positive story of, of the quarter. It was kind of their first good quarter that they've had so far, I, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, so so you mentioned Golden Nugget as sort of the, the disappointment of the quarter and how they were actually sort of a success story maybe two yeah, years yeah. ago. I'd, I'd say other than Tropicana, Golden Nugget's been the biggest success story in the last few years. 
Yeah, so Tropicana was down 15.9% in Q2. Yeah. So they were the second biggest decline in Q2. So, I mean, what do you th- do you think that's just people who came and checked it out and tried new things? Like, why would they have gone from being these success stories to now losing out? I mean, is it the new casinos? <laughs> I Probably to some extent. I would imagine that the new casinos probably did take disproportionately from Tropicana compared to some of the other casinos. But... I'm not really sure. I mean, they were only down 7% in Q1. Again, I'd like a little more data before declaring that there's something seriously wrong. So here's my crackpot theory. The people who drove up Golden Nugget and Tropicana revenue are people who like knew it was renovated and wanted to try new things. And now there's newer things to try, and they're interested in trying those things. That's my thought. Was Tropicana really renovated? <laughs> Oh, yeah, they did a ton of work. Yeah. They redid the whole casino floor. They redid tons and tons of rooms. Also still pretty mad. They added 10 North Lounge. Anyways, they tried (laughs) Shack-Jack. They they did try Shack-Jack. That was, they got rid of Shack-Jack, and then everybody's like, no Shack-Jack. I know. It was, as soon as they got rid of uh, Shack-Jack and nothing but net, you were like, never again. Yeah, I'll never be back. Yeah. All right, was that it? I think that's it. I think we can uh, close up shop. So thank you guys for listening. If you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our amazing content at do for Also order your t-shirt there. Uh, find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. Uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin. And send Craig questions at do for a win at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig? Come see me downtown Vegas Wednesday downtown yeah. not aimlessly wandering you won't day. you won't be horrifically disappointed if you show up in downtown vegas on wednesday oh wait you will because craig won't be there <laughs> i mean you might not be because you'll have fun regardless but to be fair if somebody shows up and they actually meet me they would still leave horrifically disappointed that's true maybe they'd actually be happier if you just didn't show up good point excellent all right we'll talk to you in a couple weeks I, I jokingly sent An, uh, Andy the Gold Coast $9.99 buffet. Oh, my. I have been to the Gold Coast breakfast buffet, sir. No way. Literally have done it. We should probably save it for the show. I mean, there's not really much more to the story, but I just have to brag that I have been there including, and done it. Including me shitting myself. Well, that will also <laughs> save that. For the show. Just the show's gonna have to end because just me talking about the Golfos buffet is gonna send you straight to the bathroom <laughs> uh.